0: This episode of Luca's Tigers and Bronze is brought to you by PWCC. PWCC is currently running an unlimited free vault promo, which is running through July 31st through the end of the National. The vault is 100% free for all graded cards valued at over $50. There's no ingestion costs, no storage fees, and unlimited submissions. Just enter the promo code VAULT, V-A-U-L-T, when creating your submission to apply the promo.
1: You're on the mic, so you're live. Welcome back to the Fractional Report brought to you by Collectible before opening bell, episode 741 of Lucas Tigers and Bronze. Oh my, and uh, I think we have a very special episode for you guys here today. I want to talk about the market. We'll get into the data here with Collectible in just a second. And by the way, nice to see you, Cage. First time talking today, really. Other than a quick like 10-minute conversation that might have set us up for the future of Lucas Tigers and Bronx. It was a weird one.
0: Normally, you have ideas and at least two-thirds of them, I'm like, dumb. Forget it. Get your head out of the clouds. Or dumb. We're not spending the money on that. It is very rare for you to get through three ideas. I agree with all of them, and the phone call is done in ten minutes. Yes, it it, it does not happen. It may not have ever happened before today. So, (laughs) Uh, I think...
1: We'll see what comes of it, right? We'll see what comes of it. I, Cage, here's what I think happened. All right. So I think if we just take it back 12 months, not go back fully, but take it back 12 months, I think the best assets, if, we, if you could picture Lior coming on our show talking about, you know, what's counterintuitive about this industry is the best assets actually outperform lower stuff. You guys can mm-hmm. go back and listen to the first episode with, with Lior where he talks about that. So the best stuff ran and it got a little ahead of itself. And I think there was a correction. I think what I also noticed recently, so at the dovetail end of that correction, there was a supply shock. PSA started catching up on slabs, okay? SGC was no longer doing 20-day turnarounds. They were doing 5, 10, 14-day turnaround. So PSA catching up on the backlog, SGC ch- churning out uh, submissions, and then CSGPWCC reached a partnership, right? So you see the supply shock of all of these cards being graded hitting the market. And it has the anchor effect so i think it pulled down the best stuff possibly 20 30 40 depending on the asset percent more than it might have should have been pulled down and i think we're going to see a bounce now dead cat bounce we'll see still a recession all that stuff we'll talk we'll talk about that here on the show but just anecdotally that is what i saw and i i'm curious if you're seeing something similar um i'm already seeing a bounce back in this week's pwcc auction I'll give you guys one example of that. Uh, A Curry game used second year patch card. I bought that card two weeks ago. This is one card. Don't overblow it. Two weeks ago for 46 bucks. It's on auction right now. Bid up to 85. All of Curry's stuff has been bid up to the point where the minimum bid and where I bid was maybe 100% more. And still I was outbid. Now, take it back. And I'll popcorn to you right after this. There's always that post-championship sell-off, right? Mm-hmm. I think we're seeing that correcting. And if we're seeing that correcting in Curry, I believe we're seeing it correcting in LeBron. We're seeing it correcting in the best NBA players, the best football players. I'm curious what that does to the market. The same thing is happening with Brady. So something I'm noticing, I wonder if it's a you know a bounce. There's national coming up, so people want inventory. Um I'll stop right there. I'll stop right there because that, I, I do notice an uptick in prices
0: I think off the board. Curry's a little more specific. My my answer for Curry, and it's um, you know, Curry didn't have the easiest run to a championship. I mean, I you know, a lot of people knew that they had a good team, but beginning of the year they weren't favored to win a championship and they won one. Um and then you have an offseason. And you have a lot of moves that can be made and, oh, wow, we're talking about this one. And this guy could come here and this team and this super team and the whole nine yards. And maybe, you know, people take some profit on somebody like Curry. And what you've seen so far in this offseason, especially with the Suns now re-signing Aiton, is that besides the addition of John Wall, who plays an average of one quarter per season to the Clippers, I know maybe they get Kawhi Leonard back. He's been load-managed since 2016. Um if I'm somebody who you know is a fan of the Warriors, I'm looking at the landscape in the West and saying, All right, we're probably gonna repeat. I don't agree with that. I know a lot of these teams have got better, but I can understand why now the Suns didn't get Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? Like you know, if I were on the sidelines, this would be a week where I would I would lever back into Steph Curry because well, why no, not two weeks ago, three weeks because ago. the because there were still other dominoes to fall in the West. The eight and one specifically is a, is a biggie. Um, you see kind of where things are going and, you know, I mean, it was still could be Durant going to the suns and then you're like, "Mm, maybe I don't want to have the Curry stuff. Plus you, you are correct. It's the after the, you know, after, um, championship kind of, you know, a little sell off. It happens in, in, in a lot of these things. After the run up. there's a little bit of a sell off. um, and but but you're right though it's not just Curry you you, you see it kind of across the board LeBron I, I I haven't really seen his stuff kind of come back and I think you people, haven't or you have I haven't I haven't I mean you know maybe it's hitting floors but I haven't really seen his stuff sort of bounce back um, I think there's a little more attention being paid to it's football and stuff but, but I think what you, you're the point you're trying to make is accurate um, it's the rubber band effect right when yeah you, a lot of stuff
1: says yeah. record highs it pulls. Mm-hmm. The best stuff up with it. When the best stuff, or the worst stuff goes down, it also does pull down the best stuff with it. Short term, right? And I mean, we think that buying the worst stuff is not the move. I think it, now it's the time to buy the best stuff
0: at discounted rates. Yeah, if you can. And I mean, listen. So, so you know, pulling that into you know to fractional collectible, you have a great quote about the markets and being rational and irrational. You want you want to drop it down for everybody else again. The markets, the markets
1: could remain. Irrational longer than you could remain solvent.
0: So the one thing that we can say about collectible is it's been rational in being irrational. It's, it, it's irrationality is at least repetitive, right? Yeah. Predictable. yes. Like you always talk about how history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes, right? So we've talked about now for like the last probably six, seven weeks, pay attention to what's really down. Mm-hmm. And what's really down is often next week's really up. Pay attention to what's really up because that's next week's what's really down. It's like an overreaction kind of culture, right? And you, you know, a couple of the things we mentioned um the last week when we went through the num the, the the big decliners, the number one decliner, you talked about it, the Duncan Yao Dirk Triple Logo Man. The number one decliner last week was this week's number one increase. So it was down 63% last week. And up 150% this week. Pretty crazy. I think,
1: I think a part of that card is that, that investors realize is from 06. There weren't a ton of one of 101s, you know. Like today we talk about how many different one of ones Panini has made. Back then, that is the true one of one. So at the same time, those three might not be the most popular players in the world. They're still up there in terms of revered, and <laughs> that's the card. That is that card. There's five, six, maybe ten cards of those yeah, guys. That but that
0: was that card last week. It was down sixty three percent. It's the, that card this week. It's up one hundred and fifty. It's just you know, it's it is it is a pattern. The number one decliner last week is the number one increase this week. The number two decliner last week we talked about was the Floyd Mayweather Junior. Browns boxing PSA ten. That was number two, down fifty five percent, up one hundred and four percent this week. And while it didn't make the top three decliners, I called out last week being down 40% that Warren Spawn 48 leaf PSA nine talked about how, you know, pop it was in the whole deal. And it was up 75% this week. So take a look at what the top three decliners this week were. And if it follows suit, as we've talked about the last couple of weeks, maybe because, and, and let's get to the reasoning for this, right? When we see these huge drops, It's not because Kobe's sneakers all of a sudden became something people didn't want to collect. It's because on that particular asset, someone or two people or three people who were in it decided that this was the week they wanted liquidity and they wanted to move their money out of that asset into something else. It's very different than how the overall market, the broader market, behaves. Because right now, this market does not have the same liquidity that everything else does, and the assets themselves are not liquid. Look what we're talking about, right? The triple logo, man, is a one of one It's not something that you can see come up for sale in Golden and PWCC. It's it's here. Collectible has it, and and you know, it's not the most liquid thing. Even the Warren Spawn, we talked about how few of those there are and how it hasn't come up for sale in however many years, right? So you want to chat about the three decliners just so that people know them. I mean, this is not us saying that these these items are things that you should or shouldn't invest in, but it is. Something to pay attention to, right? Because this has been the pattern. So, what are those three? I'll talk about the
1: modern one first. It's one we've talked about a ton. It's uh, the Trevor Lawrence 20-card uh, SGC 10, 21-leaf Pro set. So, what's interesting about that set was that card came out uh, before Prism dropped and all that stuff. Got graded by SGC, and you have 20 gold-label pristine SGC cards in a basket. Uh, Kids, do you know off the top of your head what did IPO that No, this but I the- can take a look. Does it say what it IPO'd at? Okay, so right now I'll, I'll look at what it IPO'd at, but mm-hmm. right now the market cap is 2000 bucks. So the normal SGC 10, that means that each card is worth 100 bucks in this basket at the current valuation. The current SGC 10, not gold label, just sold for 39 bucks. Just sold for 30 bucks. There's some buy it now for 28, 29, 20. So it's like a let's call it a $30 card without the gold label. It's up to you guys to determine what premium you have from an SGC 10 to a gold label, but it's getting right into that territory where it's actually not a crazy valuation. In IPO, you guys could go back to our fractional report. We called this out from day one that this is just a wonky valuation. It makes no sense. It's not a true rookie. It's a basket of 20 gold label. What does that even mean? But now it's at a place where if the normal SGC 10s are selling for 39, 40 bucks, this card is valued at 100 in the gold label there's 20 of them make the decision of what you want to buy or sell or whatever but it dropped almost 75 percent the last week so it was a five thousand dollar valuation starting out last week now it's two thousand did i do the math right you did you did fine cool next this is one that cage called out and i'm curious if you know The Futera card, when it comes to Lewis Hamilton, it might not it it's a bellwether card, in my opinion. I think it does have an effect on the market, and I think the people saw the writing on the wall where the second one got graded and it went from pop one to pop two. So this week we have the Lewis Hamilton top 2020 tops chrome orange PSA 9 numbered out of 25 was down 70. Do you think that was just because it was individually Overvalued and it was a correction, or do you think the futera card,
0: which I think would you do you think it's his main card? I mean, it's it's hard, it's hard to tell what these what the cards are, right? I mean, people like chrome, people like this, you know, this chrome, people like sapphire. I think it's his rookie, although you know, some people would rather have the sports illustrated for kids one than this than the futera one. I mean, it, it's odd, but it's definitely one people watch because it's one that had it was the first really you know big sale for him. But then the Chrome sold for almost a million dollars, right? The, the the super factor. This is the card, guys. Orange so now we're looking 10 at nine at. out
1: of twenty-five.
0: Yeah, I mean the thing on this one is it IPO'd, and this is its first week of trading in secondary. I and mean, after IPOing, it dropped in its first week of trading 70% from the IPO. That's people trying to get out of it. For sure. And F1 had its run. I don't know whether it continues to run. Uh, there'll be another year of F1, another year of Lewis Hamilton in almost that exact same pose. Maybe they'll stick a helmet on him. Maybe this time he'll be holding up a glove like Michael Jackson. But I, I, I was the asshole that everyone hated when I compared it to UFC. And I said... In 2009, the first series of UFC, those cards sold like crazy. I was getting hundreds upon hundreds of dollars for just a base Anderson Silva auto, GSP auto. You know, all these guys, all these cards. And then round two came out, and it sold pretty good. And then you know, main event came out. All of a sudden, Anderson Silva's autos were 100, 150 bucks. Then series four came out, round four they call it, tops the white box. They just printed the hell out of that. All of a sudden, it was easy to get Anderson Silva auto for 30 bucks, 40 bucks. Same thing it's market dynamics.
1: Right. And it, it, the, the thing that came to my mind and you guys, some of you understand, I think we've built a community where they understand when we bring up topics that are a little bit more borderline, but like NBA top shot, when people hear that name, they almost vomit and disregard, but here's why it was valuable. This exact thing played out with NBA top shot, just in a more shrunken period of time. So there was series one where people would open packs and the Series 1, the only moments available on this platform that was so in demand were getting bought up. And that run immediately got curtailed and even pulled down when Series 2 came out. It just happened. So we saw that dynamic
0: play out, and it's the same dynamic here. Yeah, you lose the rarity. And people the barrier to entry for people drops, and you're giving people another option. Right, so if you can't buy the futera for three hundred thousand dollars, you can't buy the the first series of chrome, you can't buy the dynasty, you get this next series of chrome, or you get a sapphire chrome, or you get a light, or you get a whatever the heck they're going to do next. And people don't have to scramble and fight with each other to all get the one or two or three that are available because they keep getting more options. Right, it's why while I hate it, why PMGs are. You know as valuable as they are because there are hundreds of people who want to get them and not that many of them out there because they only made them for a couple of years you know i love 2012 prism gold and i'll shout it from the rooftops so, uh, how great it is and it's great because it's the first but someone like lebron has 10 in 2012 10 in 2013 14 15 16 17 and so on and so forth all the way up to you know this coming year so, so you know, LeBron now has you know and over then a hundred. A and then they put him in, yeah, black gold out of five. He's got golds in select. He's got golds everywhere. So, you know, it's if you're looking for that, maybe you can't buy the first one. Maybe you can't buy the 2012, but maybe the 2012's price doesn't continue to go up because people can find another alternative. People could find a lower cost alternative by buying the 2013 or the 2018. So, All right, I'm gonna
1: have to put you on the spot because it's been an easy 15 minutes for you. You look like a lobster, I think you spent the entire day out <laughs> in the sun. I could tell I he's did. like he's fading.
0: Um, no, nah, dude, I got, I got soda, I, I'm caffeinated. Soda I'm will
1: not do what, what you got going on. Aloe is what you need, aloe, and a little time. Um, maybe a little, yeah, the cucumbers under those eyes too wouldn't hurt. But here's what I'm gonna ask you gun to your head. Unbiased. It doesn't matter. You you have a gun to your head. You, the, the soprano Tony Soprano's holding. He says, "You can't take this Jordan Fleer to your grave." Mm-hmm. Is the price going from two hundred to three hundred or two hundred to one
0: hundred? Oh, it's not going to one hundred. It'll go to three hundred before it goes to one hundred because the defenders Ooh. of the price are coming out now. And Tony another... Soprano is no joke. he. he, yes. he will... okay. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because you you're seeing it. 170, and then bias premium sell 204. You're seeing it golden again. 170 got bid at 170. Then we'll see what happens to PWCC. I would I would venture to say it, at the at the bare minimum 170, and then 204. And when that happens enough, it has happened the last bunch of times. People start to realize that if you want to buy one, you're going to have to beat those people who are willing to pay that 170, which is 204. And and it it's, is it basically a standoff between buyers and sellers at that price? Eventually, the amount of people who are willing to sell it for that 204, those, they'll run out. And, and the person who's buying it at 204, and I mean, we know one person who we've dealt with ourselves who has double figures of them, has more than 10. And I believe he's buying more of them. And you've seen them in a showcase at National last year. And when you have buyers like that who have a lot of money, right, and they're setting a floor on something, it's hard for it to fall They're protecting their assets. They're protecting their assets. But this is is what happens in the market, right? I mean, don't market makers come in who own 10% of a stock and make sure that it doesn't fall below a certain level because they're protecting their assets? Now, you don't like that. I didn't say that. (laughs) You've said it it before. It it makes me ask
1: a lot of questions about – ethics morals but then i'm like if you have the money and you want that card you're you're still taking on a ton of risk why should you
0: not be allowed to do it what's ethics and morals right i mean let's say there's a hundred thousand shares of apple i know there's a lot more and you think it's worth a hundred dollars a share and you see it falling to a hundred you buy as much of it as you can Michael I mean, Saylor does
1: that with Bitcoin.
0: He does it with Bitcoin, exactly. So, I mean, is he un- unethical because he's buying Bitcoin when it dips? <laughs> you know, I mean, no. I mean, he's continuing to protect, you know, his, his assets and, and continuing to buy more. So, I I, I believe yeah. that's a card that goes up because, you know, there, I know it's not rare. I know 320 or whatever it's at is not the rarest thing, in the world, but it's also not a lot. Um, and, yeah. you know, I mean... They can't just keep coming up for sale all the time. You know what I mean? Because people are just buying them, right? And it'll get to a point where, you know, one person has 10% of them. One person has another 5% of them. And then, you know, if people want to grab them. All of a sudden, they start to go up. This happened. This happened last time around, right? And and it, it got too far. It, it It went too far too fast. So it's resetting.
1: So I don't know if it applies to your level of cards, but with like <laughs> – you remember, there used to be like uh, so we used to own a Horn and Harder Cafe. Some of you guys might know about that, but it was like a nickel for a cup of coffee. Okay, thanks. Nice, then nice. coffee in the 90s became popular, it's like two dollars for a cup of coffee for a while. Coffee now in some places is four five, six bucks. Okay,
0: sandwich points so. coffee in a cardboard cup.
1: Yeah, like sandwiches now are 10, 12, 13, 14 bucks. Like, with the cards that I'm looking at, and I, know, I wonder if it has an effect, like you start to ask yourself like $10, $15 cards of greats. Now they feel cheap. No, no different than like that same coffee effect. Like inflation, I know we talk about it. I'm curious. We think there's been a run-up in cards, but I wonder if inflation actually makes some assets look cheap now
0: relative to what we're paying for other stuff. I think what you're trying to say is that $100 two years ago is not $100 now, and that you can't look at cards static. So that, you know, a card you were buying for $100 two years ago, even though the market has come down a little bit, what else you could buy for $100 in the world? You know, now that $100 has $87 worth of buying power. So does that in turn mean that if you bought a card for $100, it should be worth $115 just to stay static, right? Just to keep up with inflation. Again, I'm just asking the questions. I'm just asking
1: the questions. I think the, I'm curious if the, our audience also asked these questions. I think some of our best comments and some of our best voices actually come from our audience who leave comments on YouTube and such. Anyway, let's get back to the show. Cage, anything stuck out to you or do you want me to go through the top three last decliner, which was the Kobe 02 game worn and signed sneakers down
0: 60%? So the stuff that sticks out to me is like the, I want to, I want to hear your, your take on this, right? Like the spawn from last week. I like to look at, you know, just the charts. I don't look at what the card is. I look at like what's down. And if you have the ability to pull up uh, the site while I tell you this one, I want to know what your thoughts are about this team, this guy. Now Kawhi Leonard has not played in forever, right? He hasn't played in a very long time and the team just got a little bit better. And he's going to come back, and the Clippers are, you know, turning a lot of heads at Vegas and the whole nine yards. But as far as I know, nothing happened to Kawhi this past week. And there's a basket of Kawhi Prism cards, all right? And this is a – it's a PSA 10 basket of 30 of them, right? And this is one that IPO'd, you know, I think it was $30 a share. And, you know, it got as high as like 38.5. We can do it. It's it 2,300 shares. So I think it IPO'd at like 60, 60, $70,000 approximately. We'll, we'll and search the Kawhi basket, Kawhi 2012 Prism basket, right? And it traded in the 30s. And obviously he didn't play last year and it trended down. And last week it has been for the last, I don't know, several months, the better part of this year, trading around $9 a share. But for some reason, last week, if you just do a one-week chart, it went from nine ninety-five to five twenty-five. So I don't know if that's one person, two people exiting, or whatever the story is. But basically, now you have uh, a team that got a little bit better. Kawhi's supposed to play. There's twenty-three hundred and forty-five shares at five dollars, which means what are we what are we talking about now? We're talking about like what thirteen, fourteen thousand market cap on this. You got it in front of you, I think.
1: I'll pull it up, and I'm going
0: to give you the per. Per thirty yeah 30, 30 cards, right? Twelve K twelve K. So twelve K market and it's thirty cards, which is four hundred per PSA ten. Mm-hmm. And recent sales are five ninety. For one of them. Okay. I mean, so this is just one I didn't look at what recent sales are. It's good to know that it's a little higher than that. This is one where mm-hmm. at nine ninety five last week it was not a buy. At 525 this week, you make up your own mind as to whether or not now it's gone from being high to low. This is one. What's the percentage? 995 down to 525. It didn't make the top three list, but it's still down 40%. Let me give you some figures, Cage. So
1: 12,300 market cap, 30 of these in the, in the basket. It's, about, it's not about. It's actually exactly 400, 400 410 bucks per card. Mm-hmm. Recent sales on this card. On card ladder, or five hundred ninety
0: bucks. So those are figures for you. There you go. So it's just one that stuck. At you asked, what sticks out to me? That stuck out. Um, the Mookie Betts gold refractor basket, which you know, I mean, who knows what the Dodgers are going to do? What Bet, Betts had a little injury, came back. This is one that IPO'd at sixty one thousand five hundred dollars. It is a refractor gold basket BGS 95 I believe, two of them. It IPO at $10 a share, $61.50, so sixty-one fifty, dollars so $61,500. Last week, it was at $7. This week, $3.70 per share, down almost 50%. Another one that did not make the top it's three list. Let's, let's and talk
1: it's two of them, me. right? I think it's a bad Cage, for a long time, they were saying bets or Trout for best mm-hmm. player in the league. Yep. So, And you have two gold refractors, Bowman Bowman.
0: This is Bowman or Bowman Chrome. Bowman. Bowman. What grade? This is uh, Bowman Chrome. He's a Bowman Chrome. I mean, this is this is the, the Chrome, the gold refractor from Bowman Chrome. This is this is the card you want from him. You know, it's gold. It's his. You know, it's his first Bowman auto, 9.5 uh, with ten autos. I mean, just gorgeous cards. I I, did, I, I just did, always forget BGS writes like a novel on the on the label, so it takes a little bit to read. But at three seventy a share. <laughs> right? 370 a share. I don't know if Cardlight has anything on this. 370 a share and there's 6,100 total shares. What are we talking about? 22,000 ish. Yep. I'm just doing math, which means that two of them, 11,000 per card. I mean, you know, these IPO'd at $61,000 combined. So these IPO'd in over 30 grand and now you're talking about it being about a third of that. Um, so it's just one again, it didn't make the top three list, but when I noticed something like the Kawaii's selling for nine and change that got down into the fives, this one was selling for seven, it got down to 3.7. It, it stands out for me. Um, another one that stood out for me. real is, quick., it, yeah, right.
1: me yeah, so come, The closest comp
0: is actually
1: yesterday from Golden, okay. and it's a Bowman Chrome red refractor out of five.
0: just sold nice for
1: 71,000 bucks.
0: Yeah, and the red's oh, right. nice. Out of five is, you know, rare as can be. Yep. Um, but, you know, obviously interesting. <laughs> interesting stuff. So, yeah, I mean, the only other one that really, you know, kind of like, I don't want to say stood out, you know, too much to me, but I saw the, the, the increase in the Floyd Mayweather. So there's a Tyson, you know, the Mike Tyson. You want to pull up Mike Tyson for me? Um, Easy. This one here is real interesting. This is the Super Sport Mike Tyson Rookie BGS 9 two times. Now, there have been some recent comps on this that have been a lot lower than what it IPO'd at. This is one that IPO'd $10 a share, $56.50. So, five, so it was $56,500 for two, which is 28000 per. If you just pull the one-week chart up on this, I think it went from $4.75 down to $2.00. So this is one that you would think should be on the highest, you know, decliners. Um, even though it's not one of the three we talked about, because it lost well over fifty percent of its value, it went from four seventy five to two, and now at two dollars per share. Um, and we talked about how at two dollars per share, there's fifty six fifty shares. You're not talking about eleven thousand three hundred dollars for two of them. So you know we're sitting at you know, less than six thousand dollars per 5650 per. Um, and these were ones that IPO to twenty-eight thousand dollars. I mean it's it's basically off eighty percent from its IPO market cap. I don't know whether or not Card Ladder has a comp on these, but that's one that's down a lot since it IPO'd, like I said, like down 80% from its IPO price and down significantly from you know from last week, over fifty percent.
1: I'm looking. I'm looking. Some of these are a little bit harder to uh, pull up, but I will say, man, I am worried or I'm not worried. I want to be vigilant. and I want our audience to be vigilant, not to be somebody's exit liquidity. And what I mean by that is you see a lot of these assets. A lot of these are pretty good, like good cards of iconic people that in the last week fell off. And I'm curious. I do not know. If, is, is it a mere coincidence or is this, you know, people who are selling off right now? I don't
0: know. So, something to so think about. I think I love what you're saying, right? So, I think the, the way to combat that is to try to find ones that are not. So, like, look what we just talked about Moogie bets. Mike Tyson's a great, but that Ty- Tyson cards were never something that people collected for decades. So, what I'd look for to balance that out, right, is is there something that was down significantly, but it's still something that's been collected for the longest time? Shoot.
1: So sorry to cut you off. Just real quick. The PSA eight just mm-hmm. sold of Mike Tyson for 6,000 bucks. The nice. 1986 Panini super sport. Right, so these are, BGS,
0: these are BGS. These are BGS nines, right? Which, you know, which, and they're selling for less than that. I mean, the market gap is less than that. Can I throw exactly what you're talking about here, which is a little safer asset, a little safer name. Can you pull up the 1968 tops Mickey Mantle PSA nine basket? So now you have two PSA 9 mantles. We pulled this card. We pulled these up before. These IPO to 10 at 3,635 shares. So $36,350 was the IPO price. 59 cases. about 18, uh, 68, 1968 PSA 9, 1968 mantle. It's a basket. So it means that IPO at about 18,000 per card, 36,000 for two. Look at the last week again. I did the same thing, guys. So last week it was 649 and down to, it's a gorgeous card down from 649 to 505 in the last week which is what a, a little less than 30% 25% down yeah. right on this you know 20 20 something percent which is now mantle and this is a card that IPO at 10 dollars a share in the secondary was as high as 10 dollars a share a few months ago It was actually a little more when it when it's secondary and it actually got up to a 1040 per share and now it's basically sitting at half of the price for mantle because somebody looked for a little liquidity in the last week. This is not, you know, Floyd Mayweather, this is not Lewis Hamilton, this is a, you know, Mickey Mantle a card that is, you know, 50 something years old, you know, one of the most collected, you know, players out there in PSA 9, not the easiest thing to get. And now instead of the card being at 18,000 per card, we're sitting under 10 so i mean i don't know if you have a you know any comps or recent ones on the 68 I mean, car that doesn't usually do too much in the way of vintage i mean you can see if they're there but 68 tops psa9 i could probably pull up a comp this is just another one that stuck out for me because it was a significant decrease but this one was odder because i mean i guess I can understand Kawhi, right dude hasn't played in a long time but mickey mantle you know dropping as much as this one did was a little a little odd to me um
1: our ladder is a little bit tougher with these, Gabe. So give me a sec.
0: It's all right. I mean, the the man, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if you told me that they don't have a price on it because you know it's it's a it's a mantle.
1: Yeah. SGC seven just sold for five forty. That's a little bit tougher of a comp.
0: So uh, while I am pulling up a um, PSA uh,
1: eight is yeah, twenty three hundred. Fifty-seven bucks. PSA nine, valued at ten thousand one hundred twenty-one. The last sale was 103 on May thirty-first. There you go. Pop one eighty.
0: All right. So this is lower than that now. This is lower than lower than the comp with uh, with a low pop. So one last one for you to pull up for me because this is. I mean, it's getting fun. This is somebody we don't like the card, and it's a card we've talked about a bunch of times, right? But but this is somebody who. If there's a card out there that could potentially be taken off the platform, and I've talked about Donovan Mitchell last year. Remember that? We talked about how Donovan Mitchell, you know, his RPAs are now the chief. Who knows where he might go. Now there's just rumors with the Knicks, and his cards were up significantly this past week. I think up like 50% just on rumors, right? This guy just got the biggest bag in the history of the NBA. And while it's not a card that you like or anyone chases, if you're a Joker fan, that 15-16 prism Joker – that rookie card is on there. You take a look at that one. The Prism's Power Rookie BGS 9.5. We've talked about this card. Um, IPO to 10, 2,300 shares, so $23,000. Last week trading at $750. This week down five, to 510 per share. It just fell off. It just fell off. You know, basically that's you know what it's a I mean, nice card page it's a very it's a, nice it's a cool i mean it's, a, it's an auto it's not you know it's it's just it's not something that people specifically chase but at $5 a share which is what it's at now it's half of what it ipo would at and it's now sitting at what approximately 115 total value for for i mean what's the numbering on this one of one. one of one. It's a one of one. It's a one of one. I'm feeding you a, a, a softball here to hit out of the park. This is a one of one. Is it a rookie? Is it a one of one rookie? This is <laughs> Joker, Refractor, one of one. <laughs> you guys one said, do you have wine with rookie? lunch today? Oh, come on. Look at this card. So the point here is, you know. It, the guy just won two MVPs. Maybe he's going to win three MVPs in a row. And you have a one of one here that probably people don't know about. And this is one w- w- which is which is weird. If somebody put this up on eBay right now for fifteen thousand dollars, a Joker fan who doesn't know about collectible probably oh wow there you go boom I'm hitting buy it now right now it probably wouldn't even last the night. I think but- you you, you fielded a lot of offers for it for sure. Yeah, but but because it's on collectible and people don't even know that it's here, you name it, and now it's at, you know, $11,000 instead. It's it's half of what it IPO'd at, and all this guy has done since, you know, being, you know, since the IPO, since this cards come to market, is continue to win MVPs and sign the largest contract in the history of the NBA. So it's just another one that, for some reason, I mean, that's a huge drop, right? I mean, it lost like 30-something percent of its value from 7.5 to five, one. So, again... I don't know what the cards are when I look at the charts and I see, oh, it fell, and this one's that one surprised me a little bit. Because what do you expect from Denver this year? You have Murray coming back.
1: It seems like sometimes with these ACL injuries, they either come back right away or they take like what like feels like an extended year. So you have Murray coming back, you have MPJ coming back, Jokic as good as ever. The role players have probably had a little more opportunity to play against the best talent. Is this could this be Denver's year? Is Denver a sleeper?
0: I got to tell you, man, it's very weird because you're weird. I looked the other day. I was listening to Sports Center, and they were talking about how, oh, it was Windhorse, right? You know, Brian went to this guy. You know, and he was saying how the Lakers won like 32 games last year and that Jeannie bus came out and was talking about how they'll, they'll, you know, they'll listen to any offers or listen to anything out there, but they're not going to sacrifice the long-term, you know, success of a team for something short term, you name it, and he's like, look, you know what that means. That means she's looking at the roster and realizing that even if Russell Westbrook comes back and Anthony Davis comes back and plays and healthy in the whole nine yards, what are they going to add? 15 wins. So they go from a 32 win team to 47. And that's best case scenario. Th- th- that just barely maybe avoids the play-in game for them. Might not still puts them in play-in territory, and so they're not going to go, you know, gangbusters for Kevin Durant. They're not going to do. That. After I watched that segment, I was a little surprised because I mean the Lakers nothing broke for them last year, right? Uh, you know, LeBron had a, a great year, but Westbrook became like a, a, a you know, like a, like a high school player again, and Davis wasn't on the on the on the court, and they basically just like tanked the second half of the season. It seemed. Um, so I expect them to. So I went on the Vegas odds, which I know you hate, for over under wins, and unless I read it wrong, it was Action Network that I was on. You know the Darren Ravel. They do like the whole like c- combined odds from multiple casinos and stuff like that. They had the Lakers at 52 wins, and they were one of, if not the highest, over under win totals for the West. You can take a look at it. I did this, you know, like last week, and I, while I, I, I agree, don't agree with that. The point was all eight teams that you think might make the playoffs were all bunched up in that, like, 50 to 52, 52 and a half. You know, they were all in there. So what you have there is you have a bunch of parity, right? You have – and we talked about this with the NBA this, this whole season, how it could have been anyone. And look what happened in the East. Was it going to be Giannis? Was it going to be Miami? Not. The Celtics wound up, you know, taking the reins and, and coming out of nowhere and, and, and doing it. Could the Nuggets do that? I don't know what the Clippers are going to be with Kawhi coming back after not playing for 27 years. And, you know, with John Wall, I don't know if he's going to play at all, right? And I, I don't know what the Lakers are going to do. With. I don't know whether or not Golden State's chemistry gets messed up without the glove and trying to work Wiseman. Into <laughs> did you just location. call Gary yeah.
1: Payne's son the glove?
0: Yeah, glove glove, glove 2.0. They got um, the glove you know, paid. They got the They're glove. You know, they right? did the, get paid. The trailblazers. But they kept Looney, which is what I'm at. Looney, looney, looney. looney. So, Wiseman's going to dominate. He may, and, and they could win 85 games in an 82 game season because Wiseman is not good. But but I don't know what happens in the West. But what I do know is Joker is awesome. Murray can be awesome if Porter Jr. plays. There's no reason to think that th- those guys can't be in the you know the the home court discussion, right? I'm not saying they're going to win a championship, but you know they were very good when they all played together. So I don't know what happens there. I don't know what to expect from them. I, the West. Is it's the Wild West. Anything could happen out there. So, you know, I I just know that what Joker's doing, you were one of the first people to talk about Joker, like out loud and not lie about it. like, oh I've been on Joker since twenty seventeen. No, on our show, you were saying that he was basically better than Luca. Like you 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 – we had an episode where you said, all right, if I'm starting a team, I'm going to take Joker over Luca. And people were like – I said you were insane. I was like, Are you were insane, blah, blah, blah. Luca had a great year. remember that episode? Yeah. That was way but, back. That was a long time ago. That was before I think he won his first MVP <laughs> because you were basically saying this is, this is the new style of play for a big man. This was before you fell in love with Shaq. This was you were you were in love with Joker first before you fell in love with Giannis and before you thought the Suns were going to win everything. Now I'm just playing. But but dude, they've know. changed the game. I mean, this like these guys had the basketball wasn't
1: like that. Like think about how basketball it was it was the pick and roll with John Stockton, Carl Malone. It was yep. triangle offense with with Pippen and Jordan, and then you had Shaq and and Kobe, and you had the Pistons who were defense. And now you have these. I mean, honestly, Harden in a lot of ways changed the game. These ball dominant stocky dudes who would probably be like a three like luka would have probably been a three four guy like he's not that small he's we're taking the ball up the court and jokic is even different because jokic
0: has luka's figure probably a little slower but he's their point guard so it's just it's just an interesting right he's huge he's like a 325 pound point guard it's, you know what, it's what I mean? I, I think I, I obviously – I don't know if he weighs that much. I have no idea what he weighs. But he I think I just labor. made him Oliver
1: Miller. He's like a seal like all over the court. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, they showed some video of him dancing around the fire back home. You know, where he's celebrating. Okay. I, you could dance however you want around a fire if you sign a two hundred and dollars contract. Good for you. Um, yeah. So so one last one, um, if it's all right with you. Sure the uh, the Negro League legendary cut card, Josh Gibson, Satchel Paige, basket, really cool, really cool item. It's just one of those things. I just wanted to bring up just from a chart perspective because it just started trading. This is one that IPO'd at ten dollars a share with eighty eight hundred, so it's eighty eight thousand dollar value on it. And you know, this is one. You know, as we were saying, you know, when it comes out, take a look, take a look. You know, uh, at secondary. The secondary on this has basically done nothing but kind of slide. But then last week, it went from six to 425, which means now we're looking at something that's down 57% from the IPO. So if this is something you were on the fence about, it's a pretty cool item. Um, I don't know, you know, this is one we're not going to be able to comp. I don't know when the last ones of these ever sold. If you're a baseball fanatic like me, this is just one of those really cool items. Um and it just it stuck out for me um, you know, just from a chart perspective that now it's fallen below 50% of its of its IPO. I was looking, you know, I cheated a little bit because you know, I look at my numbers, I look at my charts. I was looking for a Juan soto, but no soto, nothing to speak of because soto's in the news this week. You know, I agree.
1: I do think Soto's a buy.
0: You think he's gonna go to the Yanks? I don't think it matters where he goes, really. You know how this works. You know, you you, you get traded and uh you know all of a sudden it rejuvenates you do do i think that it matters that the knicks are terrible no but if donovan mitchell the rumor is he's going to come to the knicks and his cards are up 50 percent. so the rumor that he's potentially going to come to the yankees or any other team that's going to compete this year for a championship that you know that that's kind of all all it needs but there's no Soto on here so you know i mean it is what it is all right i have one question for you yeah not about the items although he is on here um I've yeah. heard your take a couple of times, but I think the collectible you know, audience would love to hear your take on this. Is Trey Young no longer investable?
1: No, so, he's so, not. I was thinking about this today. Well, so I've teary. been doing a WhatNot show every single day, every single day for the last month, month and a half. Nobody has asked about Trey. No one cares about Trey. People ask for Curry. People ask for Jordan. People ask for LeBron. They ask for Gretzky. They ask for Kobe. They ask for Lamelo. They ask for Edwards, they Asked for Luka nonstop. No, they asked for Zion. Then nobody cares about Trey. I'm sorry, but that could change. That could change with a good season. That could change because no one cared about Curry when he had his banged up ankles. So it's up to you. It's, I will say though, some players, the, the, it's, I, we talk about cardboard relevant and not cardboard relevant. I think there's a middle ground where some people, who, when they are cardboard relevant and no longer are cardboard relevant, like Cam Reddish, Kevin Knox, believe it or not, was at one point people were very, very relevant. Imp- he, he, Their road back is nearly impossible. Different teams, not the main guy. Trey's Young's, Trey Young's road back to cardboard relevance is easier.
0: So if he does start winning, he could regain that throne. He's not that far removed. All right, I'll switch you off to a different sport. I know you love basketball and you're not, you know, the craziest football, but this is more of just the markets. Patrick Mahomes has a lot of assets on collectible, all right, and a lot of them have been beaten up. Not just on collectible, but across the board, Mahomes cards are, are, are significantly down. I think um, that is because he lost a weapon. You know, he, um, he hasn't won in a bit. What are your thoughts on Mahomes?
1: Someone wise once said, I, c- I compare Brady to Kareem and Mahomes to Jordan. So we'll find out if Mahomes is the Jordan because everyone's talking about Herbert, Burrow, Tua. These guys are in reality quite inferior to Mahomes. Like you could just watch the game, bro. Mahomes is pretty incredible. Like, like him or not, the dude is freaking incredible, and he has been. So, so I like I- what
0: you say. I, I I was hoping you were going to go a different way so we could have a little bit of, like, you know, funny banter. I was hoping you like, ah, oh, he's done. He's cooked. You know, momentum. He, he was high. The, the dude is young, has already won the MVP and Super Bowl. So none of these other guys that we're talking about have that. Not the Burrows not the Herberts, not the Josh Allens. They don't have one of them, let alone the two. The only guy that does have Lamar Jackson, nobody cares about because nobody cares about him. Um Mahomes, I think, has one of those potential like redemption kind of seasons, even though it doesn't need. He's played at the highest level the whole time, but his cards have been beaten up. It feels like a redemption season. Well, because he lost a weapon, and people are basically now saying, All right, we're not going to believe you can do it without Tyreek Hill until you can show us that you can do it without Tyreek Hill. So, what happens if in the first three weeks he goes out there and has five touchdowns, no interceptions per week? And they're three and 15 touchdowns, no interceptions, and he's running the ball, and he's looking better than all these other guys that are now Tua. Uh, you know, everybody's all of a sudden people are going to be clamoring for Mahomes cards again. So there's that to kind of keep in mind if you're, uh, you know, if you're if you're looking for another guys, place.
1: Shoot with McNabb and Westbrook. Andy Reid took the Eagles to like nine champion, nine playoff. Uh, let me just read this for you guys. Nine playoff runs, six division titles, five NFC championship games, and an appearance in Super Bowl XXX1X. Um, where Terrell Owens owned that Super Bowl and they still lost. With a broken leg. Um, but that's McNabb, dude. McNabb used to throw the ball into the ground by accident or on purpose. My point is he still has the system and he has the quarterback. And until you break that up, I, I, it would not be something i bet against. right? You, you have Herbert, amazing. They're not proven. Burrow, okay. Was it a fluke run? We'll find out. Tua? I mean, come on. Jalen Hurts. Proven, But Mahomes has what he has. And I, I I don't I think um I think it'd be foolish to, to count him out. Real quick, one IPO to take a look at. There's been two sales of this card uh since his championship 34 8 and 28 8. One was both auctions, June 17th, June 25th. It's the Curry. PSA 10 tops paper gold out of t- 2009. There's only 20 copies out of 2009 ever printed. One percent gem rate, beautiful card. Tops paper is just literally the hardest card to get a 10 on because of the uh painted borders and gold, black doesn't matter. 20 PSA 10s, there's one up for IPO early access through the app for 32,000. Right in the middle of that IPO price, something to look at. Do you think curry's trending up trending down there's two recent auctions where one was 28 one was 30 28.8 and the other was 34.8 so one was a new label both were new labels so make your decision
0: is that another episode any final words cage oh man i mean i think i think you've uh you've crushed it here you've, you've done well there's a couple cool items here to look at you know We hope you enjoy enjoy these episodes. You got got all the data before the opening bell. Tigers and Bronze Oh My Podcast. Um, Do us a favor and like, subscribe. You know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your enemies. Tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.